Miles Bridges speaks to the media for the first time since he was eligible to play. He is eligible to play tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks and expected to get some run. What do we make of his comments? What do we expect from him the rest of the way? We discuss it on Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, in a minute, cuz we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcast, and that includes YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app and create an account. Use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Again, that's Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. That's Doug Branson. You can find him on his Substack, EveryHornetsBoxScore.com. You can also subscribe to his subtext where you can get his depraved hornets thoughts and you can listen to me on wfnz every weekday sports radio 92.7 fm with wes and walker 12 to 3 p.m this is going to be the heavy episode we got some of these rolling here doug we're used to this by now got a year and a half experience with this after miles bridges turned himself in to be arrested Last offseason, not this past offseason, but the offseason before that. So this is the first time we're going to see Miles Bridges play in quite some time. He's going to suit up tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. Steve Clifford told you that he is ever since he was eligible after the 10 game suspension this year, 30 games overall with the NBA having counted the last 20 games of last season towards that suspension. So this is the first time in 92 games played for the Charlotte Hornets that Miles Bridges will suit up. So because of that, he was practicing with the team. He's been practicing with the team already anyway. But yesterday was the first time we got to hear from him in a little while since he had open media availability session since being signed on the qualifying offer. But we heard from him for the first time in a little while. And I know you have those comments in front of you, Doug. If you wanted to share some of those comments that we got, and then we can discuss them. What do you have? Yeah, he was asked about how he felt about being back and and what he thought the fan reception would be. And he said, quote, I know a lot of people feel a way about me being back, and I understand that. And like I said before, I have to gain their trust back. So I'm just going out there and looking to play. I feel like if I can get us some more wins, I feel like people's perspective will change a little bit on me. But I'm just trying to get out there and help the team as much as I can. And I miss playing against these fans. Against uh, in, these fans, uh, 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 okay. In, well, that's I mean that's the that, that's the quote from the yeah. observer. I mean, I, wow. I, you okay, know, that's the quote. Yeah, weird dismount from Miles Bridges, but also there's a lot to unpack in that comment. Anyway, Doug, I'll, I'll let you go first because I think you and I both. It's it's the as long as we win some games, then maybe I can get some of that trust back and and get some of those good feelings back. What what? That's the part, right? Like, go ahead, Doug. I know you have feelings about it. Well, I think it's amazing. I mean, I think it's yeah. um, brazen in its its honesty um, that you know wins culture in sports is pervasive, and and that look these players grew up just like the rest of us, witnessing how these situations were handled in the past, um, how certain um, actions were dealt with by the leagues, uh, covered up. Uh, ignored by uh, media outlets and and swept under the rug. And they also have witnessed certain people uh, come back and provide wins for their teams. 
and certain actions be uh, forgiven or at least forgotten. Um, and everybody moves on. And so they, you know, they're just like us. They have some understanding about how all of this works. They're not different from us in that way. What is different, Walker, what's amazing about it is that he would actually voice that, that he would say, I feel like if I can get us some more yeah. wins, I feel like people's perspective will change a little bit on me. Not, I feel like if I, you know, d give money to something or do something or have some other action that players typically say they're going to do as they go through some kind of, you know, reformation project. Uh, that's what we're, that's what we're used to hearing. We're not used to hearing someone come out and say, look, if I just won a couple of ball games, you guys are going to forget about this. Yeah. It, so look, for me, it, you go back to that part. I feel like if I can get us some wins, I feel like people's perspective will change a little bit on me. And if you read the before and after, it's not that I'm avoiding any context here. I want to be clear. He says, I know a lot of people feel a way about me being back, and I understand that. Like I said before, I have to gain their trust back. Okay, given the situation, fine enough. So I'm just going to go out there looking to play. I feel like I can get us some more wins. I feel like people's perspective will change on me a little. It will change a little bit. But I'm just trying to go out there and help the team as much as I can. So... Wins should not affect how the perspective how the perspective is on Miles Bridges. It shouldn't, because if you believe that Miles Bridges deserves a second chance, which is what the Miles Bridges defenders are saying, right? There, there's a lot. Whether it be on the world famous WFNZ text line on 92.7 FM, whether it be people tweeting at you for being vocal about the wrongdoing that has taken place within the NBA, within the Charlotte Hornets, and of course, within Miles Bridges, whether it be people tweeting at whoever has an opinion on this when they hear Miles Bridges' comments. The idea, at least I hope, so, some people don't care. Some people are using the whole second chance thing, due process, my God. People are are holding the, the due process as camouflage. Okay, right? but but so is Adam Silver. Like but but Go so ahead. is the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver. But that's went what I on. said. The NBA, the Charlotte Hornets, and Miles. That so right. yes, no, that, that's what I'm saying. They're using it as camouflage. All I'm saying is the second chance thing, right? If you care about Miles Bridges undergoing any form of rehabilitation, this comment does not demonstrate that. The comment of if I can get more wins then the perspective would change on me a little bit. I think anybody with an IQ point should understand that a win in the NBA should not change our perspective on someone who pled no contest to a domestic violence felony charge. Those two things should not matter. But you are right in that it's brazen in honesty because it is going to affect it. In fact, the idea of a victory is going to change the perspective on Miles. Because Miles is a really talented player. The dude's really good. We've mentioned it a million times. He was going to get $30 million a year. He was a fringe all-star. He had improved, already being a pretty solid player. He had improved tremendously the last season that he played in the NBA. And so the very idea of a win, the idea of a talented basketball player getting you closer to the play-in, because they haven't got anything further than that, the idea of getting closer to the play-in is enough for you to change your perspective or to not change it because that means you would have had a different one in the first place to emphasize your point on welcoming miles back. You mentioned the reception here, Doug, like the reception to me, it's, it's been an organic conversation for a lot of people. I like, I don't feel like it's been aggregated, right? I, I don't think it's been this, this idea that's thrown out there on Twitter that everybody else is talking about it to me. 
we came up with this idea on what is the fan reception going to be like right away? We did that at WFNZ. I saw a few other podcasts talking about that. It's a question that everybody has, I think, inter- internally. And when, you know, the, the reception to me, like, I, I don't know how much it matters. You know, I just, what's going to happen is there's going to be people that are cheering. And people that are cheering, it's going to be a real bad look. And I don't know what's going to drown out what. I think there's going to be a mixture. It's probably going to be 50%. But the emphasis to cheer for Miles Bridges before, like, context doesn't matter. Because when you're talking about Miles Bridges ending a, you know, maybe ending a 10-0 run for the Hornets to get back in the game in the fourth quarter, okay, we're going to move on. We're going to cheer for the Hornets. A lot of people are. Miles Bridges is going to make impact plays to help the Charlotte Hornets. And in those moments, people are going to cheer. And I'm not trying to be some you know, strict fan legislator on how you should handle your fandom with the Charlotte Hornets. Like I get it. Yeah. We're going to stand police. up. The spectrum center is going to loud. This spectrum center is going to be loud in those moments, but think about it when he's introduced or when he comes into the game and then you want to stand up and because of what happened, right? The dude missed 92 games on his own doing here. And you're so emphatic about him coming back without any proof of rehabilitation, He's telling you that he needs to gain the trust back and you're willing to give it to him before he's even earned it. it that it, I, I hope that he rehabilitates, Doug. I hope all that happens. But in the two media availabilities that we've seen from him, whether it be the big podium, everybody come in and ask questions, or whether it be the scrum at practice, there haven't been any comments that, that suggest to me that, oh, okay, he's starting to get it. Well, there are a couple of problems with both of those press conferences, I think. Well, at least for sure this one, maybe not the first one, but he continues to be under some kind of legal issue or or action. And thus it's going to prevent him from saying really anything about the actual case. And the media knows that. And so they're not going to ask directly about those things. They're going to try to ask around it. And, and, you know, and so, but he can easily avoid talking about that. And so no one except the people that just want to love Miles Bridges are going to be satisfied fully with, with these comments. And I think there are uh, a section of people that remember the pictures that were posted on TMZ of, of the victim, Michelle Johnson, and they can't forget those images. And anything short of Miles Bridges saying those images were doctored and and none of that's true and I didn't do any of that and here is the proof, which by the way, he had an opportunity to do in a court of law and opted not to do that and pled no contest and took some probationary punishment as a result of pleading no contest. And by the way, the NBA also and the Hornets clearly think he did something They won't say what, but they clearly think he did something or he would not have been shadow banned for an entire year. And by the way, don't get me started on just done what they're doing here with the protection order and not do anything right. Like, and and we'll see how this plays out and then we'll see if anything comes from it. So maybe this is a little premature and I understand that, but that's the other option. It's like, what else is the NBA going to do? Well, they could have done absolutely nothing. Like they would have been ridiculed like hell, but it hasn't stopped them in other instances before. And what it's what makes the Adam Silver comments that it wouldn't be fair to punish Miles Bridges because he is offered due process in a court of law. It's Adam Silver's a lawyer, and it was a very he said some very nice lawyery things. And I'm sure the NBA is under some kind of 
sort of corporate due process that they have to deal with in terms of yeah. dealing with the union, but the team is under nothing like that. They don't, their due process is essentially, we would like you to be on the team or we would not like you to be on the team. And so they've chosen that they want him to be on the team, but it's what makes that ridiculous. What Adam Silver's saying, because the punishments have been inconsistent because the punishments have been behind closed doors because they've been negotiated uh, you know, in secrets and their shadow bans. And now, you know, when he says, well, you know, we have to be fair and now there's nothing fair or consistent about how the NBA handles domestic violence issues. The only thing is that's consistent is that the NBA doesn't care about women. I mean, that's the only thing consistent about any of this. Um, the, the other problem, and we could take this into the next segment, the other problem with these comments or, and, and feeling any way about these comments is that Miles Bridges, whether you like it or not, is absolutely 100% correct. Yeah. If Miles Bridges delivers more wins, people's perspective will change. He knows that. The NBA knows that. The Charlotte Hornets know that. They're all banking on you caring more about wins than human beings. That's yeah. the bottom and, and again, line. And again, it's the idea of a win. It's, it's even right now, it's even the idea of, oh, we're better. Yay. People just want a basketball team. I get it. People just want to dwindle it down and they just want to see a basketball team. Trust me, I'm actually with you. Not like a little bit. I'm with you 100% on that. I want a basketball team too. But this is what's going on. And it's not just a basketball team. All right. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. You love it so much. We're going to continue it. How do we cover Miles Bridges this season? Find out next. All right, let's talk a little bit more about some of our sponsors we appreciate so much. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you can even switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That's BetterHelp.com slash NBA. More Locked On Hornets coming. Doug, this isn't anything just to give people a peek behind the curtain. This next question on how we'll cover Miles Bridges, this isn't anything that we've really talked about. Like just no. just for full transparency, this is not something where Doug and I had some, you know, pre-show meeting, post-show meeting. Hey, Miles is going to come back at some point. How do you want to cover this? This is we going probably, to be. We, a, we, should, we probably should have, <laughs> to be perfectly I know. honest. I know. Like we probably should have. But look, we want to do it in front. We just want to do it live. We want to do it in front <laughs> of the people that we trust the most, our listeners, our viewers. I just right. No, I, I'm not even saying that we shouldn't have. I'm just telling you that we didn't. You know, I am brazen in my honesty that I am telling That's right. you. It's that an honest we did show not, today. That we did not have a pre-show meeting on this. And so maybe our answers coincide. Maybe they're different because we have different outlets. You have your website. I have a radio show. We have different things mm -hmm. that we're going to be talking about this mm -hmm. on. And so maybe they're a little bit different with whatever we have to to speak on, on, a, on our certain platform. But I'll leave it to you here, Doug, with covering Miles Bridges. How do you plan what were your plans for the show, at least from the producer's chair? How, how are you planning on covering Miles this year? Yeah, I've thought a lot about it. And and I think I lean on what my role is within the Charlotte Hornets fandom media sphere as it, as it is, or at least how I see it. 
Uh, I've never claimed to be a reporter. I am not a journalist, even though people, when I put stuff on Twitter, they want to accuse me of being a reporter or a journalist. I'm not. I'm not. And with that, huh, you know, I, I don't get the esteem or respect that comes along with with doing that job. And I don't hold myself to some of the standards that that those reporters and journalists hold themselves to. I am a. I've called myself multiple times a fanalist. You know, I think I'm half fan, half basketball analyst. I've been watching a lot of basketball for a very long time, so I bring that knowledge uh, to that. Um, but you know, there's part of me that is a fan of th- the idea of this team, and so I think my coverage will be informed on that. In that, I will fairly analyze what Miles Bridges does on the court and what he contributes to the Charlotte Hornets while at the same time not being super enthused or enthused at all, in fact, maybe the opposite, that he is a part of the Charlotte Hornets. I think I can fairly balance those two things in my own head. And then in the coverage of him, again, I'll just try to be as as fair as I can and say he did a good thing there, and that contributed to the Charlotte Hornets getting a victory while at the same time understanding that I'm not a huge fan of him being on the team. The construction is ramping up at what is a pristine time in our conversation, so I appreciate that. Um, but uh, with with the background noise possibly being a distraction, I apologize. You know, you would think that this was real complicated, and I, I used to think it was complicated, right? When When you would have this conversation on how to cover any athlete that's had a domestic violence either charge or had been accused of domestic violence or had had any run-in with off-the-court, off-the-field trouble. How do you cover that particular player as their career goes on? And honestly, I don't know if it's all that complicated, at least as I see it, because it would be weird. It would I don't know what good it does to remind people on a Miles Bridges alley-oop to end the game or a three-point shot in the second quarter where it just contributes to keeping them on track. I don't know what good it does, or I don't know how it's necessary to continue in that moment to bring up Miles and his charge, his arrest, every single time. There's Miles Bridges, you know, catching an alley from LaMelo. Remember, he pled no contest. It will be brought up at times, right? Like there are going to be times where we'll bring it up, but we're going to cover Miles Bridges, maybe not with the same level of enthusiasm. That's for sure. But I plan on covering Miles Bridges the way I do with a lot of the other players on the court. I plan on discussing how he affects the basketball team. I discuss, or I'm, I plan on discussing what's going on with him as it affects the Charlotte Hornets in, in any capacity. Because this is what we've graduated to with a lot of the other athletes that might be on the field when they shouldn't be, whether it be timing or whether it be they shouldn't be on the field even after two, three, four years because of whatever the incident is. You do move on and you cover the team. And so you're, yeah, like, I I don't, I wouldn't call myself a journalist either by any means. I'm a radio host. I have opinions more so than I would, you know, than maybe a journalist would. Like maybe the waters get muddied a little bit. I, I don't know if I've really ever reported anything. I don't know if I've ever had a sources tweet, Doug. Um, but I do think, yeah, I am at the press conferences every now and then. But I think for me, I, I feel pretty comfortable in covering Miles Bridges, discussing how it's going to affect certain things. And if it's relevant to bring up his arrest, and it might be, there's a great chance that it might be relevant to bring up his arrest. 
then we'll yeah. bring it up and we'll talk about it just like we haven't shied away from it at all, much to the dismay of a lot of listeners on this podcast <laughs> and out there and maybe not so much the dismay of people that care. Well, I'm humble enough also to say that I don't really know. I'm kind of on this I'm on the same journey that I think uh, some number of fans will be on. They're not going to know like, well, what do I do when he when he has mm -hmm. like one of those high flying dunks in transition that, you know, sends the momentum back in favor of the Hornets. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I, I'm humble enough to understand that I, I really don't know how exactly it's going to influence uh, not what I cover. You know, again, I'm not going to hide from the fact that he's a good basketball player and, and having him on the floor, if he's the same basketball player that he was 589 days ago, that he will influence the team in a good way on the floor. You know, I, I can't hide from that fact. I wouldn't hide from that fact. But I also would be lying to say it's not going to influence the way that I reveal that information or the way I process that information or the way I talk about that information. And certainly the way you feel, right? Like, it, you know, the way you feel might be very different. When you write about a LaMelo three-point shot, you are going to have a different feeling than when you write about a Miles Bridges dunk. That's just how it's going yeah. to be. And you get to decide that for yourself. And what I would encourage folks to do in the Spectrum Center when they're talking to other fans about this or when they're watching a game with their friends at a bar or whatever, I would just say, like, withhold judgment about how other fans cheer or don't cheer or react to this stuff. And, you know, let's give everyone a little bit of grace in this kind of situation where, it's it is very complicated. I don't think you I don't think you or I have really shied away from that idea that all of this stuff is super complicated. There's a lot that we know for there's a lot that we know, there's a lot that we've seen, but there's a lot that we don't know and there's a lot that we've not seen. So I just think, you know, through this whole process like just I'm at least I'm speaking for me. I'm trying to withhold judgment about, you know, how the Spectrum Center reacts or how certain pundits uh, react to all this stuff, or how they cover this stuff, and and just try to you know move forward as best we can, because there will be a Charlotte Hornets team after Miles Bridges. There will be a Charlotte Hornets team to cover after Miles Bridges is no longer suiting up. Could be as soon as next year, by the way, because he signed a qualifying offer, so he's, he's an unrestricted free agent. Which there's a conversation. Uh, so to be it's had important there. to remember that too. Yeah. Yeah, well, and and the I know a decent amount of people don't think that he's going to be back, but as we know, time moves on, and you start to talk about this stuff less. It's going to happen on this podcast. What we're just going to talk about it less because the look, Doug, it was happening going into the season. We were starting to talk about it less and less. We we're going to talk about his return. We would have had this convo, I think. Like I don't, I don't know if it would have been crazy different us discussing how we're going to cover miles bridges whether he should be back or not i mean there there was a new alleged incident hey, there was a there was something else to bring up now that happened in the same neighborhood of what took place a year and a half ago it, you know so or at least in stemming from the same incident yeah and so, you and i have you and i haven't even talked about the the charlotte hornets um statement on all this uh which uh, yeah. I don't I don't have it in front of me, but essentially they use the word comfortable. They were comfortable with right. the the information that they had on the recent 
the the arrest warrants and the violation of the protection order and so on and so forth. They were co- they were comfortable with the information that they had on that to move forward, and the NBA obviously was as well. Uh, because look, if the NBA didn't want Miles Bridges to play right now, let's be clear, he would not be playing. And the Charlotte Hornets would consult with the NBA and say, "Hey, NBA, are you good?" NBA says, "We're good." Then you know that means he's cleared to play. And the Charlotte Hornets are obviously comfortable with that information. What I would say is, even if they're comfortable with the information that they have on these particular incidents, that doesn't guarantee that that's going to necessarily go their way. And also, I mean, if you, again, regardless of how you feel about the the the, the first act that, that landed Miles Bridges in trouble and, and had him charged with felony domestic violence, and how you feel about these latest issues that he's dealing with okay regardless of where you fall on that you i think you would be intellectually dishonest to argue that there isn't a probability at this point there that there will be another incident it, it has to be a non-zero chance and i would even argue that it's not even a low probability that that there's going to be some kind of incident in the future that they're going to have to deal with uh and so that's the risk that the hornets are taking as they move forward on this journey. And so I'll, I'll have a couple more things because I don't I don't want to bring this to the last segment. I do want to have some kind of segment where we don't have to talk about this, but if you want to, fine. My, my, my thing with Miles is you can feel comfortable. We don't have that information. We have the information that we have, and so we get to decide that for ourselves. So that's the Charlotte Hornet statement, but they're not going to reveal it. Fine. I think there are reasons as to why. You might not even think it feasible to release that information i totally get it but that's your saying remember they didn't say anything about being comfortable when they signed him to the qualifying offer to have him back for a year right like they they didn't use that word then i imagine they probably weren't all that comfortable but they were going past it and saying yeah miles he's good so we're going to bring him back and he's going to play so i think even the differences in the comments that we got where, man, you got like Doug, as short as this statement was that we got from the Charlotte Hornets, it was longer and more substantive than anything we got going like in the first incident. And then until they signed him, I mean, Doug, you, you mentioned it. It was, they lead the league and, you know, looking for information, not actually getting anything, gathering information, except not actually understanding or gathering anything. And, they didn't question the suspension at all. They didn't. I. They base. I don't even know what they said, Doug. They didn't say anything the the first go around until we got this violation, alleged violation of the protection order. So, yeah, that's the new statement. All right, is that it? Any any final thoughts here, Doug, or do you just want to keep moving on, right? And just go to the last segment and go to the last bullet point. Oh. And they play the box. Yeah, I don't, do I don't know. I don't that? think Giannis is going to play. I mean, you know, if we've seen that, looks like maybe no Giannis for this in-season uh, tournament game. Who knows? He is not brazenly Giannis. He is. He is not that. Let's talk about it in the last segment. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Good old-fashioned round ball talk, baby. The Bucks. They are in town tonight. Another in-season tournament game. Giannis might not play. Well, the Hornets actually going to have a chance to go two and one. They play the Bucks well. I don't know. We'll see. Let's uh, talk a little bit more also about prize picks. This episode is brought to you by prize picks. It's the most fun you could have winning up to 25 times your money this basketball season. 
All you have to do is select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James, Travis Kelsey, you could have them at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus receptions. Fun to play across leagues. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in place even if one of your players gets injured. I think that's huge. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with the injury insurance policy. I know a lot of you might have done the Prize Picks thing with Joe Burrow or Mark Andrews last night. Think about how great it is with Prize Picks to have the injury insurance policy rather than a different platform not allowing you that option. And you just got to live with the first quarter of the second quarter that Joe Burrow played. You don't have to do that with Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. More locked on Hornets ahead. So they're one and one in the end season tournament right now, Doug, and they play the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. They have a chance to go one and two. It would be nice to see them continue on through group play, but we'll see now Milwaukee. Good basketball team trading for Damian Lillard this offseason monster move. Pretty good basketball team, but Giannis is questionable with a calf injury. And so, Doug, I see you thinking I see you, you know, Just really, really thinking about this game. Are you flirting with a win for the Charlotte Hornets tonight? I don't know. Because you look, you say, the reason I'm thinking, I'm confused, because you say something like Giannis is questionable. And I think, wow, if Giannis doesn't play, Giannis is a super talented player that is tough to deal with. I mean, you have to form your whole defensive strategy around a guy like that. And then, oh, hey, by the way, they acquired Damian Lillard, another player that you have to fashion a defense around. And, And it's not like... It's 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 not like the game against Dallas where they had Luca and Kyrie because you know you can do a lot of switching there with two guards that that is a, becomes a little bit more difficult when it's Giannis and a guard. But traditionally, the Hornets have done a pretty good job of containing Giannis, and PJ loves to step up to that challenge. PJ is available mm-hmm. tonight. The other thing is that you're right; they're a good basketball team, but they haven't proven it all the way yet that they're a good basketball team with Damian Lillard the Dame Giannis combo hasn't gotten off to like a stellar start it's it's good I mean they're talented players but you know I think honestly not having Giannis they were able to beat the Toronto Raptors and in that game Damian Lillard who struggled to start the year had I think he had 37 points and like 13 or 14 assists so yeah I don't know if this is actually a great thing for the Charlotte Hornets Oh, okay. You're going the other way. You're going the exact opposite way saying, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. You know, with Giannis, you're so wait, are you subscribing to the Steve Clifford idea of they need better competition? Yeah. That's the thing <laughs> I forgot to say. So I was focused on yeah. how this would affect the bucks, but yes, uh-huh. the Hornets seem to play better when they have to play a bunch of star players like they get did against Dallas. They were hanging in that game for a while. 
um, they seem to step up to those challenges. And then you have this other thing where Gordon Hayward is questionable and Brandon Miller is questionable. And one would think, oh, well, having both of those players back would be a positive thing. And then we see how the reserves step up and play with their hair on fire and and hang in there with the, the Miami Heat. So I don't think with this particular team right now, you can make any assumptions. I think it's really difficult to analyze the Charlotte Hornets team. I feel for opposing teams who are trying to scout the Charlotte Hornets right now oh, wow. because their play is inconsistent. Their, their sort of attention to detail is just all over the place. I don't know uh, what kind of Charlotte Hornets team we're going to see play against the Bucs. And oh, by the way, you throw in the guy that hasn't played in almost two years is going to be playing tonight as well. I just think you throw up your hands in this one and go, well, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, let's put that Miles Bridges coverage question to the test in the very next segment, shall we? You know, with Miles Bridges coming back, getting a significant role, I, I wonder with Bridges coming back, like, I know he's not coming back from an injury, right? I know that. It's still a long time to have not played basketball, and it would still be understandable for Miles Bridges to undergo some rust. What, what I think might happen is maybe there could be some adrenaline for Miles Bridges just within his own self, comes out, maybe plays well and gives you a lot of energy for a little while. And then maybe over like a 5, 10, 15 game sample, whatever it is, start to tail off because then you're really starting to get into the NBA routine, trying to get back on track. And then maybe in the second half, you start to see what you saw two years ago from Miles when he when he was on the court. I wonder if that's what you're going to see. The other thing is, um, Doug, you you said there was a, a Bucks fan page that said the Hornets don't have any injuries. <laughs> is that what you said? Well, it's a it's the Fan Nation, which I think is SI. Okay. It's the fake SI. Right. Dot. There's like a there's like a real Sports Illustrated now and a fake Sports right. Illustrated. So there's this uh, Fan Nation page for the Bucks. And yes, in the injury report, they go through all of the Bucks injuries, which include Giannis, but also Marjan Beauchamp, questionable with an ankle. Jay Crowder's out. And then they get to Charlotte. It just says, Charlotte has no players on the injured list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, that's a Carissa Thompson report. She just made it up. She works for Bucks Nation now. That's not true. The injury update, according to Charlotte Hornets PR. Gordon Hayward and Brandon Miller are both questionable with this mm -hmm. game in this game. And Hamstring strain for Gordon, ankle sprain for Brandon Miller, both questionable. Cody, James Booknight, Frank Nilakina, Terry Rozier, they're all out. So the Terry Rozier thing, you know, it, it was at first at least two games, which, you know, that means at the best possible scenario, he'd be back after the third. But he's missing more time now. So I hope that this isn't one of those injuries that continues to linger and linger and linger because I, I think we're about to tilt that way. How many games did he missed? Like four or five at this point. It was over a week ago. And if they're listing him as out yesterday, like he's just he's not gonna play in this game against Milwaukee. Yeah. I hope this isn't something that lingers for him. I, I think they know exactly how long he's going to be out. And, and I think when you hear when you've heard Terry talk about the injury. He's been very confident about what the injury is, but also he recognizes it's not an injury he's dealt with before, and he also recognizes that he's not the same player he was, you know, five plus years ago. He's getting older. They've got to manage these injuries different when you get older, especially groin injuries. Those can be nagging injuries. If you don't, if you don't nip it in the bud, 
then it can be something that, you know, a couple games later, you, you, you strain it again. And then, then it turns into a whole thing. So I think what they're trying to do is take the hit now so that it doesn't become the, the situation that you're talking about. So I, I don't know how long, I don't know how much longer he's going to be out. But, you know, at this point, I think the Charlotte Hornets would be best to protect all available assets heading into the trade deadline. Okay? I'll put it that way. They should just sure. make sure that as many of the players that they have that are valuable are continue to be valuable and continue to be available as we get closer to February. Okay? I'll just say that. All right. No, that's a good point, and we can end on that one. <laughs> That'll do it for Lockdown Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your pods. You know what else? You can go subscribe to everyhornetsboxscore.com. Also, listen to WFNZ. You can either do it at 92.7 FM, or you can download the WFNZ app. Listen to Wes and Walker 12 to 3 each weekday. Also, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. This is like Anchorman 3, where there's just nonstop news constantly. That's what Locked On mm-hmm. 24-7 is. They have a YouTube channel. Locked On Sports Today is mm-hmm. here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel david Locke is a madman david if you're listening you're mad okay i tell you mad 24 like you are absolutely ron burgundy going national where you just have the craziest stories just stay true to who you are and don't go with the squirrel on water skis just stay true to the (laughs) stories that matter okay that's what i ask you mr david Locke. once again we appreciate you hopping on have a great weekend we'll be back with you on monday bye-bye